talking about what he was going to do to me when I came down. I held up his mask, a black Lone Ranger thing with holes for the eyes, and waggled it. Come and get me, Streak, I said. You better be planning to live up there. I found streaks in my underwear that smell better than you. Okay, now you're fucking dead, he said. My brother hurled comebacks like he hurled rocks. Badly. Streak, 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 I said, because the name was taunt enough. I was crawling up along the branch as I chanted. I put my right hand down on the cape, which had slid off my shoulder. The next time I tried to move forward, the cape pulled taut and unbalanced me. I heard cloth tear. I toppled hard against the branch, scraping my chin, throwing my arms around it. The branch sank beneath me, sprang up, sank again, and I heard a crack, a brittle snap that carried sharply in the crisp November air. My brother blanched. Eric, he shouted. Hold on, Eric. Why did he tell me to hold on? The branch was breaking. I needed to get off it. Was he too shocked to know that? Or did some unconscious part of him want to see me fall? I froze, struggling mentally to unscramble what to do. And in the moment I hesitated, the branch gave way. My brother leaped back. The broken limb, all five feet of it, hit the ground on his feet and shattered, bark and twigs flying. The sky wheeled above me. My stomach did a nauseating somersault. It took an instant to register that I wasn't falling, that I was staring out over the yard as if still seated on a high tree branch. I shot a nervous look at Nicky. He stared back, gaping up at me. My knees were hitched to my chest. My arms were spread out to either side, as for balance. I floated in the air, nothing holding me up. I wobbled to the right. I rolled to the left. I was an egg that wouldn't quite fall over. Eric? My brother said, his voice weak. Nicky, I said, my voice the same. A breeze wafted through the elm's bare branches, so they clicked and clattered against one another. The cape stirred at my shoulders. Come down, Eric, my brother said. Come down. I gathered my nerve and forced myself to glance over my knees at the ground directly below. My brother stood holding his arms outstretched to the sky as if to grab my ankles and pull me down, although he was too far below me and standing too far back from the tree for any hope of that. Something glittered at the edge of my vision and I lifted my gaze. The cape had been held around my neck by a golden safety pin, hooked through two opposing corners of the blanket, but the pin had ripped right through one of the corners and hung uselessly from the other. I remembered then the tearing sound I had heard as I collapsed on the branch. Nothing was holding the cape on me. The wind gusted again, the elm groaned, the breeze raced through my hair and snatched the cape off my back. I saw it dance away, as if being jerked along by invisible wires. My support danced away with it. In the next instant, I rolled forward, and the ground came at me in a hideous rush. So quickly, there was no time even to scream. I hit the hard earth, landed atop the shattered branch, which broke into pieces beneath me. 
One long skewer of wood punctured my chest, just beneath the collarbone. When it healed, it left a shiny scar in the shape of a crescent moon, my most interesting feature. I broke my fibula, pulverized my left kneecap, and fractured my skull in two places. I bled from my nose, my mouth, my eyes. I don't remember the ambulance, although I have heard I never truly lost consciousness. I do remember my brother's white and frightened face bending over mine while we were still in the yard. My cape was balled up in his fists. He was twisting it unconsciously into knots. If I had any doubts about whether it really happened, they were removed two days later. I was still in the hospital when my brother tied the cape around his neck and leaped from the top of the front stairs at home. He fell the whole way, 18 steps in all, hit the last...